So just before we finish up today's show, I want to let you know about my next group program, my health kickstart and detox. The best way to start diving into your health, if this is what you're doing and my podcast is motivating you to get started, is to start looking at nutrition, the right way to eat for your body and understanding that, as well as digestion, because you are what you absorb and not just what you eat. And so I teach how to ensure your digestive system is even turned on so that you can benefit from the food that you're putting into your body, as well as sugar. Where is it sneaking into your diet, even when you're trying to be careful? Unfortunately, it's in everything these days, and so it does tend to sneak in. So I combine all of this learning in a group program for support for you, along with setting you up for success on your detox program providing recipes and meal plans, etc., so that you can truly enjoy the benefits of getting those toxins out. I've never had someone get to the end of my program and go, gee, I wish I didn't do that. Instead, I get to hear all of their amazing success stories like, wow, my, I have such mental clarity now. My aches and pains are gone. I'm sleeping better. My bloating and gas and indigestion is gone. So I love hearing that. It motivates me to keep sharing with others because I truly do believe when we get the toxins out, when we create a body that is inhospitable to disease and we make it a lifestyle, that we can get rid of the chronic illness that we have in our world today. So click the show notes to learn more about the program. The link is there. And if you have any questions, book a call with me so we can chat and figure out, is this the right program for you? I look forward to hearing from you. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host, and very excited to bring to you today a new friend of mine, Lisa Brewer. Welcome, Lisa. Well, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited about this. Me too. It's so perfect that I've recently met you and your work is in the field of inspiration. And this month is my focus is on inspiration. And it just turns out that April has five Saturdays and I needed an extra show and you popped into my life. How amazing is that? So I just want to introduce you to the audience. Lisa is a doctor of metaphysics and divinity, CEO of Heart. Uh, and Heart of Inspiration and founder of the Practical Lightworker program and YouTube creator of her channel, Heart of Inspiration. 
Lisa teaches lightworkers that making a difference can be rewarding both empathically as well as financially. I love that. So yes, you popped into my life for a reason and you were going to say something a moment ago about that. So I'm going to let you um, share that and share your story. How did you come to be a doctor of metaphysics and focusing on inspiration in the way that you do? Yeah, thank you. Um, I was just going to say that the universe always conspires, right? And make sure that we get to meet the wonderful beings that we're meant to at the absolute right time, you know, if you practice being in that flow. And um, that's a huge part of my story is being in the flow, right? So um, something that I'm very definitely working on practicing now and surrendering into and I love it when I do when I surrender into it the answers come the resources show up the people are there and yes and and it's interesting because at first when we do surrender to the flow so we could just let's just go here um when we surrender to the flow what happens at first is uh, we naturally feel a little bit nervous right because we are our third dimensional self, our third dimensional brain and ego is kind of is releasing, relinquishing control to an energetic whatever soup, if you will, that it can't see, taste, touch or feel or hear. Right. Um, And so when we do that, we don't really recognize that we're actually surrendering ourselves, not to some external force, but to ourselves. We're actually just kind of allowing our spirit or our higher self that is eternal and has been here from the beginning of time and will be here to the end because you can't, you know, you can't destroy or create energy. And so that energetic essence is what's having a human experience. So really it's our own humanity that's having this experience that we just kind of say, okay, I'm not going to actually control everything. I'm going to allow the eternal energy, wisdom, love, light, beauty, all of those things, what's of my highest good to actually move me into the right direction. So it's scary at first because you're like, well, I don't know where that's coming from. I've got to make it right. I've got to like get in here and do something. Especially if you have all that dialogue of do, 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 and you got to work hard for success and all of, you know, I have a lot of that going on and I'll admit I'm a little bit of a control freak. And so, you know, learning to let go is you're right. It's scary and it's hard. Yes. But it's rewarding too. Absolutely. And in letting go, what the coolest thing is, is I've recognized is I actually gain more control. And let me explain that to you. So because I don't feel on a consistent basis that I have to make things happen, right? Because I was told the same things that you were told. Um, and, you know, and, and it's been my growing up, right? It was always for me, um, being a a melanated woman, young woman at the time, child, that I had to work twice as hard to get half as much. So, you know, because I had all these strikes against me, I'm female, I'm, I'm melanin in my skin, right? You know, all these things 
these are strikes and heaven forbid I actually had children. I didn't stay married to the person I had children with. Well, now I'm a single parent strikes, right? Didn't finish college because, you know, the original college, Northwestern University studying biochemistry, didn't finish that because I got pregnant my senior year and ran out of financial aid all at the same time. Strike. There's all these things that I was told that I should not be able to ever have been successful in corporate America, be a minister, um, an ordained minister in the non-denominational church, go all around the country, raise three kids, um, climb the corporate ladder, you know, but I also though had all of these, um, these entrepreneurial failures. I started to gain a ton of weight. I started to not eat very healthy, didn't have very healthy habits, no time for exercise, no time to eat good, no time to do this, no time to do that. And then my body, you know, developed high blood pressure, diet, pre-diabetic, like all of these other things. And that even of itself, even gaining the weight then there's a strike against you in corporate America, right? Because you're not a certain size, right? There there are these biases that exist. And how many people listening are relating to this right now, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like you're the only one. And yet it is a strike against, you know, all of these things are strikes against so many people. And the reality is, is that, some of those strikes trigger, you know, the responses and the actions taken by you, which lead to the next strike and the next strike Right. in this messed up judgmental world that we live in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is still a wonderful world, but we, you know, when we come from that place of love and curiosity and inspiration, as opposed to judgment, that's when it can be a wonderful world. Absolutely. But you had to do that for yourself first before you can do it with anybody else. Yeah. That was the thing that I, that if I was kind of like the theme, right? Is at some point I had to learn how to have compassion for myself first. I had a ton of compassion for everybody else. Mm -hmm. A ton. Mm -hmm. Gave, 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 gave. Mm -hmm. To corporations, to people, to children, to this, to that, all that. But I didn't have any compassion for me. Right. So all the stress I was putting myself under, some of it was like normal. Okay. We got to put food on the table, keep a roof over our head, you know, being a single parent. Yeah. Okay. Get that. But really if, because I didn't truly love myself and I didn't have compassion on myself that showed itself in overeating, making bad choices, not doing these things because on all honesty, I didn't feel like I deserved any of that. I didn't deserve to have, this life, whatever this life was, the body then was experiencing all of that. And when we put ourselves under so much stress, you know, we're going to hang on to right the visceral fats and we're going to, you know, we're going to go to the comfort, the quote unquote comfort foods, you know, before we choose to eat in a healthy manner, because our brain hasn't like kind of turned all the rest of that garbage off and said, you know what? A salad can kind of be a comfort food. Like actually now I'm like, Oh, let me just go make a salad. That feels real good right now. But I had to switch my whole thing rather than that piece of chocolate cake to, (laughs) Oh, that salad's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
and just become that compassionate person to oneself and really feel like I deserved to live. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's right. a lot of personal growth in there, a lot of mindset shifts that are happening through that process, as well as even potentially tapping into the unconscious mind to release some of what has been deeply stored in there from those formative years of zero to seven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that then has been put upon and put upon, like, mm -hmm. you know, when I think of the layers of the programming that we receive, not just from zero to seven, but from seven to 17 and 17 to whatever, right? right. It's so multi-layer. It's just mm -hmm. line upon line, precept upon precept. We have to make that some point we make a conscious decision, hopefully, to say this does not need to be this way. I do not need to live my life this way. And a lot of times what will happen is, you know, some people go on a weight loss journey or a health, a healthy living journey and not even realize that the true journey is the spiritual journey that is happening, mm -hmm. right? That's where you get to the core of everything is by going through the spiritual journey. In our world, we will call it the dark night of the soul, right? We go through this right. like, oh my God, right? Um, but we've got to do that to root out all of these um, programs and the energies and emotions and the guilt that we hold on to that doesn't belong to us, the shame that doesn't belong to us. I mean, Women, we wear that, and I would imagine men too, right? We wear that around our belly. Mm -hmm. When I learned that belly fat was because yeah. I was holding on to, um, I was holding on to like this guilt and the shame. And I, this was a protection device so people wouldn't come close. Right. That's like, that's crazy. It was absolute craziness to me. But it's so true. It is so true. And then as I began to be willing to shed that protection, get into the flow, this kind of all goes back, right? Mm -hmm. Get into the flow and release the need to control. Because the more I try to control every person and every energy and every ounce of my life, the more out of control it freaking got, or I did not <laughs> get the results I wanted. Right. Because I was actually pushing away the very thing that I wanted, which was just to live in peace and love and harmony and neutrality and self. So I started moving in flow and I'm like, okay, then the little things happen. I was listening to one of your podcasts and you were talking about admiring the sunrise and how we were never usually awake, right? For the sunrise. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to you describe sitting on that dock, right? And watching the sun come up. What a beautiful and amazing moment in time and what a beautiful energy to make yourself a part of and to be in concert with, without having to think about anything else, I'm just gonna watch the sunrise and the dawn of a new day that now I get to do all these new wonderful things. It's a new adventure, but you put yourself in that flow and that adventure and didn't worry about what else was gonna happen for the rest of the day. I thought, how cool is that? Just to like wake up and not, and enjoy this to start my day. Mm -hmm. How inspirational is that? Are you kidding me? Just doing those things then open mm -hmm. things, open so much more up for us. Yep. 
Yeah. And you're right. And that, that was an amazing experience. And I'm grateful to my daughter for kind of bullying me into being willing to get up early enough to experience that (laughs) because it was pretty early. We didn't want to miss any of the sunrise. So we had to get up when it was still pitch black, right? So that we could then see those light colors start to come across the sky. And, and it is, it's, it's the dawn of a new day where it doesn't matter what's happened before. No, this is a clean slate. We can start fresh. Yes. And it happens every 24 hours Mm -hmm. and mother nature is always there doing its thing, despite what we as humanity are doing. Right. I mean, we only have to look at the last two years and the craziness in the world from the perspective of what we humans have had to deal with, Mm -hmm. but everything in nature has remained unchanged although they've had the benefits of us slowing down a little bit and the world getting a little bit cleaner. Absolutely. But they just keep doing their thing. Absolutely. And then if you think about that and internalize it and bring it into the esoteric, right? Mm -hmm. Every day your sun or your solar plexus, every day your sun dawns, Mm -hmm. every day it dawns. It's a new dawn. So when you allow your sun to rise up over the horizon and you allow your light to be turned on and your power then to be emanated from you every day is a brand new adventure every single day so what are you going to do today with today and not worry about what happened yesterday because that's dead and gone already by the time you're any of the listeners right now by the time you're listening to this By the time you process the words that have just exited my mouth, it's that time has already passed. Mm -hmm. It's already in the past. So we're actually, when we say we're being like mindful and present, we're actually living in a perpetual time loop of present and past, present and past. Yes. The key is to get out of that time loop and allow the flow of the future to allow your consciousness to be in the flow of the future so that it inspires and it molds and it shapes every moment as you become aware of it in the present and then alters your past. So that's the place to get to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so tell, tell me more, tell me like, how does one get to that? Or tell me more about the courses that you offer, if that's what gets you there. But I'm just intrigued to know more about the practice of getting to that place. Well, getting to that place is all about learning to live in neutrality and learning to live in your higher self. Um, Some people might be familiar with the um, hermetic seven hermetic principles and, you know, we we find these principles actually in in different religious texts and things of that nature as well. But it's really learning that you are a energetic or spiritual being having a human experience. It's not the other way around. So for me and every given moment in time, I've surrendered to the flow. So I just know that whatever I am experiencing in this moment has been ordained, right? And is of my highest good and that my energetic being 
is guiding it in concert with creator, with God, with source, whatever name you wish to associate, however the universe or God has revealed itself to you. So that, that conversation is always going on, right? So I talk a lot about that on my YouTube channel, Heart of Inspiration, mm-hmm. and on my Instagram, which is at Heart of INSP. We do a lot. I haven't quite cracked the TikTok code. Maybe I'll get on there for the young folks at some point. <laughs> but um, so those two are my main two places, right? And, mm-hmm. and we have a website that we put out a weekly newsletter. And we talk about that kind of stuff, heartofinspiration.net. But what I do is I help light workers or people that are of light, people that wish to be transformational coaches, healers, teachers, mentors, that they want to put their stamp on humanity. Right. They're like, yup, this is who I am. And yup, this is what I, I want to do with my life. And maybe you're wanting to become part of the great resignation and actually be an entrepreneur like, like I am. Right. And, and like many others of us. So I help you do that. I help you step into your purpose. I help you gain the esoteric tools. If that's your, your, what you'd like to do, gain the esoteric tools to live in your purpose and then also create an actual business. That's why it's called the practical light worker. So it's not just a hobby, right? It is who are you speaking to? What, what transformation? Like I take you through every bit, every bit of it so that you can have a solid foundation to have a thriving, create a thriving six figure business. So that's what I do. It's called the practical light worker. Go to my website. I'd love to chat with you. It's wonderful. I love it. I love it too. And I think it's such a needed service right now because so many people are really heart-centered and they're wanting to give and serve more people, et cetera, et cetera, but they're finding it hard to make money at that, right? Absolutely. And so having people be able to bring the two together and very often it's, you know, again, coming back to those blocks from our younger years that are getting in the way, right? And I was just doing some tapping this morning on this very subject, right? And because I'm working on it myself for myself too. And it was just, um, you know, part of it is that realization that it's, it's okay to make money serving others because when you make that money, then, well, A, it's a sign that you're serving more people and B, you can do more with the money that you're making. Absolutely. Right. And it's not about the money. I think that's what people need to like, we, it's an energy exchange. And so this mm-hmm. is what I, I teach as well. And, you know, there's a, there's a fabulous transformation that happens in folks as we work together and really step into your purpose. Um, because my mantra is to give permission to your purpose to provide for your person. Ah, I like that. And so at some point I had to give permission. Right. And yeah. so that's what we I help others, but you grow so much. You want to talk about inner child healing and you want to talk about that is that's you get in there because a lot of that has to, it surrounds money. I mean, even in, in any religious text you read, anytime the prophet or the teacher came to town, did they just let them come to town and not feed them, not clothe them, not give them money for their trip on their way? Did they not bring them something as a gift or a token of their appreciation? Of course they did. It's just now the token of our appreciation rather than a goat or a fine linen or some some frankincense or myrrh or other oil 
is in the form of money. Yeah. It's no different. As you say, it's the exchange. Exactly. It is. It absolutely is. Yeah. Exactly. So I'd love to go back and have you share a little bit of your story and how you came into this work and how your own spiritual growth has impacted your health and well-being. Awesome. So, um, you know, I have a long sorted tale here, but what I can tell you is, so I'm the mother of a single mother of three wonderful adult children, two daughters, one son. I'm the grandmother of two beautiful granddaughters. Um, and my eldest granddaughter is going to be eight this year. Um, I've been, I'm an ordained Christian minister. I've been in corporate America, all these great things and wonderful things. Right. Um, however, I lost my father when I was 40 years old. He was only 65 almost 66 at the time he died of a uh, in a diabetic coma um he had battled diet diabetes he it was adult onset diabetes he ref- he never would eat right dad never would eat like he just refused so he could have actually type one nipped it in the bud and didn't and then ended up insulin dependent and um eventually that you know that took him um and my mother is um has Crohn's disease, has had Crohn's disease for as long as I can remember. Um, and so I lost dad at 40. And then uh, short, not too long after that, um, my son and his girlfriend at the time were pregnant with my eldest granddaughter. And I was almost 300 pounds. I was severely, I had really, really bad high blood pressure. And I was pre-diabetic, high cholesterol. And I was, so she'll be, so I'm 53. So I was like 45, 46. So it's about five years after dad passed. And um, I realized that if I didn't change, I wasn't going to be able to see my grand, my granddaughter become a woman. Like I didn't know how long I was going to live. Right. And that shook me into changing my lifestyle. You know, over the years I've lost, probably I'd lost at that point, 85 pounds. I probably put a few more pounds back on, you know, I'm 53 now. So that's that battle's a little tougher. Um, but during that time of weight loss and transformation, and then as when she was born, I realized this, I was holding her. I'm like, this is my legacy. You know, your children. Yeah. They're, but your grandbabies are really your legacy. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to teach you everything that I wished I had known right. when your father was little. Right. And that really catapulted me into this inner child work mm-hmm. and this inner child discovery and this spiritual discovery outside of whatever religious norms and everything else. And to finally get into a place where I actually loved myself because yeah, your kids love you, but I'm, I don't know if you have grandkids, but the grandbabies love you in a whole new way. If you literally can do no wrong, you are a saint. (laughs) All sins are forgiven. You are a saint to your grandchildren. And it really teaches you how to love yourself Mm -hmm. unconditionally. Yeah, because that unconditional love is being mirrored right back at you from them. Yes. And probably from your own children when they're really, really little. But at that point, you're just so busy trying to do everything that you need to be doing to care for them that you're not noticing it. You don't have the same awareness of it as you do with your grandchild, where now you've, you know, got some time and you're not having to care for them 24 seven. And it just shows up and 
mirrors right back at you. It does. It's beautiful. So that's, it is beautiful. And I really love what's so beautiful is too, is that in, you know, she's teaching you as much as you're teaching her. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, yes. And she's teaching me, reminding me how to be young again. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing I've found out through this spirituality, this like journey mm -hmm. and really get into this quantum living and just living in a space of neutrality without stress and strain and all this stuff is I feel like I'm turning back the clock. In other words, I'm living a healthier lifestyle. Why? Because I want to take care of my body a little bit more and I want to put less of certain things and energies into my being mm -hmm. because, you know, I want to remain in tune with the universe at all times and my higher self. And then what happens is you get younger. It's kind of crazy, but like where I had osteoarthritis in my knees, I don't have that anymore. You eat better for other reasons. And now all of a sudden all the inflammation has left your body and you're like, wow, I feel pretty darn good. You have so much more energy and people on a regular basis are like, you're how old? No, no way. And I'm like, yeah, and I don't know how it's supposed to feel, but I certainly don't feel it. Um, so it has made a huge difference. I mean, I'm no longer pre-diabetic. I have perfect cholesterol. We're almost off all of my high blood pressure medications. Like I, my, I am in probably the best health at 53 that I have been in probably three decades, to be honest with you. And I love that. And I particularly love it because that's actually the work that I do with my clients all the time. And it's, it's who I am too. I say that as well. I'm the same age as you are. And I, you know, I feel better than I did 20 years ago because in the last seven years, as I've moved into my health and wellness journey, I've slowly taken the baby steps to implement all the learning that I've had in how to take better care of my body and yes. the desire to want to take better care of my body and to recognize that my body is my health and my body is my greatest asset. And so yes. why am I not prioritizing it as my greatest asset, right? Absolutely. Instead of taking it for granted and thinking, I don't have to worry about my health. If I get sick, I'll go to the doctor. They'll make me better. It's not their job to make me better. Mm -mm. It's my job to look after this asset. Just like Absolutely. I buy a house, I look after the house, I take the garbage out and I do the vacuuming and the sweeping and I, you know, fix things when they're broken and I renovate when I need to, or my car, you know, I clean that, I take it for oil changes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So when we align and we respect our health in the same way and treat it as an asset, like our other big assets in our life, our body is incredible because it yeah. is designed to self-heal. It is. And it when we create the environment for it to heal, that's exactly what it will do. So mm -hmm. congratulations to you for being able to get, you know, bring your cholesterol levels down to being normal and almost off your high blood pressure medications and your um your blood sugar and everything gone away, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. it's amazing. It's truly yeah. amazing that thank you. What thank the body you. can do when we step into that. Mm -hmm. So how did you find the inspiration yourself to step into your purpose? It's 
your granddaughter's part of it? Is there more to it than that? Or that was, she was really, that was the inspiration. Um, I think the next biggest thing was when um, my second marriage broke up here, I thought I had the life, the perfect life in my late forties. Right. And then my second marriage completely exploded and imploded and all in the same 30 days to break up, move him out. And then I uh, was downsized from my corporate job at the time because I stood up for someone in my organization that was being bullied. Mm. And so all of a sudden in 30 days, my perfect life was in shambles. And I couldn't find solace in anything that I had ever found it in before. It was all fake and phony to me. And finally, I, I finally said, well, what do you want to do, Lisa? What do you want to do mm -hmm. with your life? And I didn't even know at first fully what that meant. All I knew is I wanted to help other people mm -hmm. I, and find themselves, love themselves, and not get into toxic relationships over and over. In any toxic romantic or, or career or friendship or familial, like I recognize that there was toxicity that littered my whole landscape and I kept choosing and kept getting in these situations. The pattern that we keep repeating. Yes. And my desire, my need, my absolute, like I've got to get out of this, get off this hamster wheel right, and live life is what propelled me into starting to find my purpose. And so that's when I started the YouTube channel and then I started working with women in different ways and men, some men as well, but it, that were like going on this path, right? Of toxic, 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 and just mm -hmm. like suffering all this stuff, right? And um, I, want, I needed to help them out of their trauma. That's how I started. And then it, over three years, four years now, it's become my life and it's become everything that it is now and I'm really able to be in it. But yeah, take that first step. This is going in flow. Take that first step because you don't know what it's going to evolve to. Mm -hmm. And I love the, the sharing in that story there because I actually just bought Darren Hardy's journal, Living Your Best Year. And I bought wow. it because I'm reading the book, Atomic Habits. And you know, I have my to-do list books like this one here for those watching on video, but I haven't really sat down and deeply contemplated what yeah. I want my year to look like. You know, I kind of just pull it off the top of my head in my rush, 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 go world, right? And I thought, no, I need to sit down and do this. And so I love this book because it actually takes you through eight steps in designing your year. And one of the things that he said was when he was talking about relationship and family is that your spouse really get meet, can meet 80% of your needs, right? Mm -hmm. But we focus on the 20% that they don't meet. And then we might leave that relationship and go to another relationship where initially it might feel better because they're meeting the 20% that weren't being met before, but still only another 60%. So there's still going to be a 20% gap right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And th the reality is, is that it's us that have to change, not mm -hmm. the other person. Mm -hmm. 
But so often we spend all of our time and energy focusing on what's wrong and how the other person has to change. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And then we're not able to move forward because we're not growing. We're blaming. We're not taking responsibility. Absolutely. And so it's it's just a really interesting way that he put that because I'd never seen that stat before of 80%. Yeah, I haven't either. It's interesting though, because I look at relationships a little bit differently. I don't feel that your partner should meet a need of yours at all. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I feel like relationships should, it's really, it's not 50-50 or 80-20 or 60-40, it's 100-100. And if you can come into it or grow while you're in it, yeah to a point where you recognize that what we perceive as a need, typically I find is an area of unhealed energetic trauma. Right. Right. And so we somehow feel like we need someone to fill that gap when that's right. really not really where we're at. To me, this is the right. say of Lisa. Yeah. So <laughs> I come into it like, let's get you as whole as we can. Mm-hmm. So that I can present myself then as here, I'm not looking to you to make me happy, honey. Right. Now, because happiness is my choice. Yes, definitely. Just like happiness is yours. I can't make you be happy. Right. Like that song says, I can't make you love me if you don't. Right. I can't make your heart beat something that it won't. Right. So just, they can't make you that feel that either. So I come to it in a sense of, I would say for me, if I was going to take an 80, 20, there's probably 80% of stuff that I can like, I'm cool with, like, it's no problem. And there's probably that 20% that grates on my last earthly nerve. And I got to decide whether (laughs) I'm just going to like, be like, okay, that's, you know, we got 80 over here. We're cool. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, there's a more that we need to, to do within ourselves. Absolutely. I would rather be wanted than needed. If you're enjoying my content and someone that wants to step into being proactive in your health and learning more, I would love to invite you to join my membership community. There's a link in the show notes for only $19.99 a month. You get access to all of my content and there's a lot as well as weekly calls that you can come and get your health questions answered. It's truly priceless. I'd love to see you join the community. Check out the link in the show notes. Yes, I totally agree with, I totally agree with that approach and what you're saying there as well. And I think there's some form of fusion between the two and how you've said it there. Um, But Mm -hmm. really what it comes down to is taking responsibility ourselves for our own happiness, for our um, choice as to how we view the world and how we view the other people in our world, et cetera. Absolutely. And whether we choose to focus on the negative or to instead, which could only be 20% or focus on the 80%, that is super positive. And that's empowering in your entire life. I could have chosen to listen to the statistics and the this and the that and the narrative that the world wants to put out here about me as Mm -hmm. a melanated woman. I could have chosen that as a single mother could have chosen that could have chosen to do that for my kids or whatever, but I chose a long time ago, not to, 
Mm-hmm. And I and I absolutely now vehemently refuse to. So when people come to me about certain situations that are happening in the world, I hear it, but that's not my life. Mm-hmm. I make a conscious decision every moment of every day that that's not my life and that's not my experience. Now, if something comes in that looks similar to what that other world is, I'm no, you're not part of my story. So I can approach it from a place of neutrality and power because you, I'm not allowing myself to devolve into the fear right. and the control. Yeah. But we can choose this life. Yes. And, and, and I wish we would more often. Like this is a fabulous way to live. It is a fabulous way to live. And I really, I wish this was taught more through our school system. Absolutely. Honestly, you know, I'm, stepping into all of this personal growth and learning and figuring out who I am and my purpose and my passion and understanding that, yes, this is what I was put here on this earth to do, but in my forties and fifties, I know how much nicer would it have been to, you know, have been figuring this out when I was 10. Absolutely. But isn't it beautiful that we now get to teach the younger generation that's raising the 10 year old. Exactly. That's what. It's okay to let them dream. <laughs> it really will be all right, <laughs> you know, and let them just explore. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. And it's okay to have mindfulness in the classroom. And in yes. fact, it's so beneficial. Yes. And, you know, there was a time here where yoga couldn't be taught in our schools because it had religious connotations. And that has now changed, which I'm very grateful for. Good. And at the time I was like, okay, let's call it stretching. Yeah. Right. Right. So we're definitely moving in the right direction and there's so much more awareness around all of this. And so your message is getting out and the message of others, but um, maybe share with the audience how living in purpose has really helped you overall move forward. Uh, It has renewed not only just my faith in humanity, but most importantly, my faith in self. I wake up every day knowing that today I'm going to impact hundreds of people's lives every day. And, And I'm excited to find a new way to do it. I'm excited to like meet new people and help them in their purpose. I don't feel like I'm in competition with anyone because I'm not, I'm living my own purpose. So that has just given me such an energy and such a stability. And, you know, my light just shines because I'm like, oh my God, guess what I get to do today? And then when I see the results from the people that I've worked with and helped and all of the healers and the teachers, and I mean, I've got like, you know, I've had like medical, like doctors and nurse practitioners and counselors, all kinds of people come in with like, hey, could you help me do this? I want to do this in a real, authentic, holistic way. And the impact they're having. So the you don't think that your purpose, well, maybe it's just to do this, this and this. And Lisa, maybe I'm not meant to have a huge tribe. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But guess what? The people that you do touch and that you do impact that has an exponential effect on the entire world. Like the domino effect or the ripple. Absolutely. And you may never know what that is. And yet it is happening. Yes. 
Yeah. So that's how it's just giving me, I feel like a new lease on life. Like I literally feel like my son came to me the other day. He's like, mom, they're saying that people are living to 150. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll be one of those people. <laughs> Yay, well, I'll like, be there with you. I've always said I'm going over a hundred. <laughs> Why do we have to die? <laughs> Anyway, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I, I love what you've said there and to the audience to have them hear that, yes, you can wake up every day excited and passionate about why you're here, what you're doing, and the ability to help others. And if you're not there yet, then work with someone who can help you get there. Because we are given one life. And I heard someone say about, I don't know, seven years ago, and I really took it to heart that we are placed on this earth to serve others, to find our passion or purpose and to never stop learning. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when we have those three, we truly are fulfilled and we can wake up and choose to be happy every single day as you do, as I do. But for that person who's still you know, maybe in that place of wondering, what is my purpose? What message do you have for them? It might be counterintuitive to everything else that we've said today. <laughs> but I find that we did, we, the first inkling of what our purpose is, is what has been the pain that we have come through and overcome and mm -hmm. healed. Mm -hmm. Right. So yep. the pain of growing up in a household for me that mm -hmm. was filled with domestic violence and all kinds of things, right? And fear and control, that began to lead me. And then as an adult having toxic relationships, that began to lead me to my purpose of helping women who've come out of abusive, toxic relationships, right? So, and then that just helped and then, and then it, just evolved and it just grew. But usually the first step is what's the pain that you yeah. yourself have come through yes, and that you have begun to heal, right? That's mm -hmm. where you can start finding your purpose. And it's so true. And that's how I found mine. It, it was watching my girls go through their concussions and supporting them through their concussions just after I'd been let go and two concussions at the same time in the same household. Like, when does that happen? Right. When I got the phone call two months after the first one about the second one from grade eight gym class, I was literally like, wow, really? This is how you show me my path. Stop taking out my children. <laughs> Well, hopefully it's not that dramatic. Uh. <laughs> well, exactly. But again, it was that, you know, it's like, what did I go through in through that yep. process? I went through realizing there was a, a gap in the market, in the medical market or model, I should say, of people need to be supported on that healing journey. It's not enough just to go to a practitioner, listen to what they have to say, and then see them in a week or two weeks, mm -hmm. especially with concussion, because they didn't have the cognitive ability to come home and tell me what they'd been told. It was already forgotten. Mm -hmm. so I was going mm -hmm. to their appointments with them. So I heard the information so I could then support them between the appointments and then realizing what do other people do, right? Wow. All of that is what led me into my journey to becoming a health coach and then an integrative health practitioner, etc. As I, you know, watched and went through this with my kids, 
And that was the learning that I needed to have in order to step into my purpose in this world and my second career. And so, yeah. So for anyone listening, what's going on in your world? What are the lessons that you are being taught? What are the challenges that you're facing that you, when you come out the other side, you will have the lesson with that 2020 vision. Mm -hmm. And then that is what your purpose is likely going to be as you then share that with others and help them through what you've just been through because you know exactly where they're at and you know how to guide them through. Absolutely. So yeah, well, thank you so, so much for your time today. This has been a really fun interview and I love to ask all of my guests, what does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? Don't wait for your wake up call means to me. Hmm. Um, don't put it, don't, don't put off because of what your parents or society or the media social media, whatever, your external world, do not wait until it's a crisis moment for you to either live or die, basically, for you to choose, I choose life. Choose life today. You don't have to live it the same way you're living it right now. Choose life today. That's what that means to me. I love that. And so if anybody wants to um, reach out to you, what I know you mentioned earlier, a couple of your social media sites, but please just let everyone know the best way to reach out to you. Yeah. So um, probably the best way to reach out to me or to get in contact is to go to heartofinspiration.net Mm-hmm. Um, and you can sign up for my free newsletter, which is like chock full of like blogs and information and tells you when I'm going to be on YouTube at Heart of Inspiration and what's coming up on Instagram and got podcasts. It's a lot going on. Okay. So I got a lot. I'm everywhere. Right. And what is one last tip that you would like to leave the audience with so that they can step into their best version of themselves? starting today, whatever that might look like for them. Yep. So something that I learned from Mel Robbins, actually um, make, when you get that thought, that inspirational thought that drops in, you have five seconds, five, four, three, two, one, before your mind takes over and says, you can't do it. So when you get that inspirational thought, I want you to move. Don't wait, just move. I love that. I love that. Wonderful tip. So thank you so, so much for joining me here today, Lisa. I really appreciate your time and wishing you and the audience a fabulous week. Thank you to everyone for listening and we will see you back here next time. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.